You are now listening to an all-new episode of Bubble Bath Stories with your hosts, Nikki Trends and Manny Oso. Yes, I hear you. All right, you ready to start this shit? Yes, I am. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Here we go from two ends of the country. What's up, everybody? What's up, everyone? I'm Manny Oso. And I'm doing something special today. I'm actually broadcasting with somebody from the other side of the country. Here she is, though. Check her out. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Nikki Trends. And, and where are you at, Nikki? I'm in LA. So this Can is, you hear me over there? there, there, there. This is happening by Coastal at the same time. Uh, but you are listening to Bubble Bath Stories, your favorite 15-minute podcast where we start the conversation so you can finish it. Um, yeah, as you can see, it's a little different. <laughs> I'm in LA, Manny is holding on the fort in New York. How's it going over there, Manny? Um, it, it's going fine, you know, it's Labor Day weekend, so the whole city is just up in arms with everything. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's crazy hot over here, so I can't wait to go home. Yeah, I bet. Um, but you are over there for something special, actually. You're over I- there because well if you can read uh you know that i went to the emmys yes that's right let's put the asterisk mark it's the emmys of creative arts (laughs) Um, i I didn't even know there were more than one emmys (laughs) i i don't know nobody pays attention to it so the emmys of creative arts is more about like the technical stuff lighting um it's also more shows that are variety Mm-hmm. Um, and not and more like streaming services so there's really not a definitive place for them like there yeah. is for prime time where most of it is scripted all the shows are at night yeah um, well you know it, it it's crazy that i'm sure there's derivatives of all of the major awards now that you mention it that way no but, i think that emmys are the only ones who have creative arts yeah. i don't yeah, because the Oscars just have the Oscars. They just don't get, um, you know, they don't get to be on TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I'm sure I have so many cool stories. So, guys, while as we're recording this, yeah, I have not spoken to Manny like at all. Yeah, she hasn't. I've been, um, I've been very curious about these stories because I, just like the rest of y'all, have only been able to go by her reels and her stories on IG. I have no idea exactly what has been going down because at a certain point she stops recording. And oh my like, god, I'm sure she got into places where she can't. There must be a new iPhone dropping because my phone was just acting a fool. But anyway, um, so many cool things to talk to you guys about. First, I got the opportunity to go courtesy of the show that I work for because it was nominated for the first season. And they were super gracious and like flew out the staff, hotel flights included. Um, so it was it was a lot of fun. But I have to tell you, you're gonna fucking die. So Seth Rogen was at the show. Yeah. I don't know why. He was probably supporting um what's his name? Judd Apatow? Apatow. Apatow. Oh my god, I can't say the his name. The guy who directs all like all their movies. Yeah. 
So he was there. And so we were walking. The ceremony was over. The award ceremony was over. We're walking to the after party, all happening in the same complex. Yeah. And my coworker goes, oh, shit, look, that's Seth Rogen. And I looked over and I was like, oh, my. Smoking a joint, okay? Oh, and yeah? I was like, oh, my God, okay. I'm, 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 this is going to happen. I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to be super cool about it. So in my very unfunctioning purse, I had to have like another case within my purse for like all my lady stuff. Oh, and, the purse. Yeah. Yes. And the for joint, another day with that, and, that purse. And the joint was in there because like, you know, I didn't want the security to take it away. And so I'm like fumbling and I'm like fucking nervous yeah. i'm like shaking because i'm like this has to be timed really well so i take the i finally get the joint and i very <laughs> subtly go excuse me gentlemen do you mind if do you have a lighter i can borrow <laughs> yes uh, he's like oh uh, yeah sure my dear had a lighter <laughs> yeah my dear had a lighter i was like ah! so um like, get rid of this thing right I would have asked him to pass it, but COVID's still a thing. So I'm yeah. I'm trying to light this thing. Mind you, my phone doesn't fit in my purse. My purse is in my hand with my phone and this joint. And I'm trying to light it. And it's fucking windy. And in the most gentleman fashion, he's like covering the lighter so that I can. Oh my gosh. Yes. Seth Rogen helped you light a joint. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. I have to make sure I'm, I'll make sure to always give lighters back. He goes, oh, well, I always take those. I was like, oh, you. And it was the best part of my night. Yo, you should have called him the lighter gremlin. Uh, TM because I came up with that concept a while ago. <laughs> you should have called out you lighter gremlin. Oh my, I mean, we made a whole movie about it. Isn't that what like when you meet certain people, like whatever their personality is, you're like, I got like if, if it was Snoop, if it was anybody who smokes weed who's like very known for smoking weed, and I didn't take that opportunity, I would have felt you would have been really disappointed. You would have been a bad fan. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. you would have been so mad at me. I wouldn't be able to be like, oh, oh I, walked, I, I walked by um, yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah, right. That no, was, I mean, that's oh. uh, as far as as far as stoner stories go, that, that that's a pretty good stoner story. That's not even the fucking best part, right? So I, you know, this is all happening. I'm not paying attention to anything else. You know me when it comes to celebrities. I'm yeah. very weird about asking for pictures like I won't yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever so like <laughs> I'm like this is it like nobody's ever gonna believe me I can't fucking wait to tell Manny I obviously could not call you you would have killed me because of the time difference yeah. and I was just like this is it like all I have is this mental picture lo and behold one of my other co-workers that was there who's also like a fellow creep she goes I got the best picture of you and set and like Seth lighting up, and it turns out she must have taken like an Instagram story or something like that of it. And uh, the caption reads, "Oh, Seth Rogen helping this nice lady <laughs> light up Oh, but, like, and I was like, "Oh my god, you have a picture! This is so awesome!" Okay, let's throw that story out. We you get the picture, story. right? I, yes, I got the picture. We're I'm posting that later. We're posting yeah. that later, folks. <laughs> so then. That's like, so we get in there. I'm like, 
I'm going to fucking say hi to people. I'm not going to be, I don't know when the fuck I'm going to come back here. Peter Jackson was there. My coworkers were having complete hard-ons for that. They were like, we got to go. I was like, you think we could go say hi? And then they were like, lame. None of them said hi. I was like, I'm going to go fucking say hi to this guy. I mean, obviously the most popular guy there. So mm-hmm. I go to his, where he's at. And you he, he got one award. He had a jacket and suit. Great. By the second award his jacket was off tie untied sleeve sleeve rolled up like he just finished walking in the heat 10 blocks he was like can i take this can i take this thing off already yeah he was super over it so then he goes um he's like getting ready to leave and i think he was with his daughter and so i'm like fuck it i'm going for it i'm going congratulations on your win big fan he made no eye contact with me i don't even think he fucking heard me but his daughter turned around and thanked me so i'm taking that as a i spoke to peter jackson win oh you know what i'm gonna go on a limb and say he probably could tell you were that you were a fan i know but fuck it right like i, Listen, uh, I if like, a real fan bumped into peter jackson they would have gone down to their knees and praised him I mean, um, that's how he can tell you were in a room. He was probably like, oh, someone trying to get a job. No, well, I don't think he heard me. Like, he was, like, really trying to get the fuck out yeah. of there. So then, boom, throw that out the way. So gotcha. get to the drink line, and guess who is in front of me? Who? Bill fucking I. Damn. Guy with his wife. And I tell, um, shout out to Veronica, because that's the that's the person who got my picture wrote again so i like wave her down and i'm like look who's in front of me so she's like comes over to me and we're trying to create a plan so that i get this fucking picture without you know i you know just me being cool picture without asking for yeah well then they all all the people that were with me left the line so i was on the drink line by myself by the way um, but I made a friend of like an academy person who puts the whole like helps put the whole event together. So win for me. Anyway, Bill Nye's wife gives us the drink menu, and we're just having a fucking casual conversation about what drink to order, what it is that you like. And Bill's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get this one," and Mrs. Bill Nye's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get this one." I was like, "Oh my god, I'm getting this one." And it it was fucking great. Like I can't even. Exa- I was just like, this is wild. Just, just so you know, <laughs> the way you set that story up for us, it was like it was just me and this a lonely bar and a <laughs> famous rocket scientist, and we're both whistling for a drink. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so we're on the dance floor. Bill Nye's with his wife. I'm trying to get a dance circle together because I really feel in my heart that would have been. I just words words cannot explain how dope that would have been. Nobody was picking up what I was putting down at all. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, forget that. Um, knows, huh? Our very own Dan Harmon was at the party, lit as fuck, having the time of his life. I was like, I need to fucking say hi to this guy. Like, I love mm-hmm. everything this guy does. Uh, I love Solar Opposites. I love Rick and Morty. You recognize them from across the room? No, I didn't. At first, I didn't see him. Yeah. My other coworkers were like, oh, my God. Like, they were so hype about it. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, wait, where is he? He was right across from me at, on the drink line, right behind Bill Nye. It was like, this is a trifecta. Like, I have to make this work. Actually, I really am a fan of Dan Harvard. So I was like, I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't want to fuck that up. So it just took too long. Like, 
I went to go and somebody like kind of curbed me to take a picture and then they left. Uh, <laughs> so at one point we locked eyes because he was pretty drunk and he was dancing and I was just trying to not be awkward. So I was dancing. So I feel like we had like this weird drunk distance dancing situation. Anyway, yeah. long story short, I go to the bathroom, I come back and I'm like, I see him on the other side of the party. And I was just like, sorry for interrupting your conversation. I just want to let you know, like I'm a huge fan and like, you know, congratulations on everything. And he was so sweet. He was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I was yeah. like, Aaron, God. I <laughs> it was so cool. I made so many like random ass friends. Judd Apito? Yeah. I said right. hi to him. I know I can't pronounce his name. Thank God I had a different approach. But I kind of just went up to him too. And I was like, I'm such a huge fan of yours. And like, congratulations on winning because he won. Fuck, he won for something. I totally forgot what. It was a documentary. Mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, oh, congratulations. And he was super cool and everything. And I made so many random friends along the way of like who work on these super successful shows that won awards. I, I mean, like I even got to like someone let me hold their award. It was like fucking dope. We're going to post that picture too. I know. I got to find that picture. I got to hunt the person down and find it. I met a lot of people and knew no names. So. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you ended up going because, you know, yeah, you had this whole thing going on where you didn't want to go at first. Okay, so check it out. The show that I work on, I'm on season two. The show got nominated for season one. Yeah. So when they announced this, I did feel a little weird about taking this opportunity because I hadn't worked that first season. Yeah. And put in the work that is being necessarily honored. So I did feel weird about taking it. I mean, I was like excited, but not excited in a like It was almost like I was wary of whether I should go or not. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I spoke to our friend Danielle, shout out to Danielle, and she was one of the first people I called, and I was like, what the fuck? Because all I've been talking about is, I want to go to the Emmys, I'm, I want to start working on shows that go yeah. to Emmys. <laughs> and here this happens, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know where you go. I don't know. And Danielle would really just say, well, just think about all the work you did that you never got any kind of like perk for or any kind of reward for. Uh -huh. And that like helped me feel better about it. But being there with other people in the industry validated it. Yeah. And they're just, stars. They're just like us. Um, <laughs> it was just such a, a surreal experience. It wasn't, it's an award show that everybody knows, regardless if it's not the prime time. Yeah. It's such a recognized statue. And for me to be there, you know, was a big deal. But it also felt tainted because it wasn't hard work that I put in that was actually being dominated. So, well, I so, so see, that's the thing. Like, uh, that, now that you bring that up, there's definitely that word that we even put it down here. That word you're throwing around, this imposter syndrome. Syndrome, yes. Do you think that's what you're going through? I mean, in that moment, first of all, let's be honest. Our yeah. our generation and the generation after us, we like to throw term terminologies and diagnoses yeah. around like it's, um, you know, a person. Right, so if, if those who don't know, imposter syndrome, a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills 
talents or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Yeah. So you feel like you got through this. I mean, I don't feel like I'm a fraud. I worked like 10 years in this industry. I worked hard, but you know, <laughs> what um what, what do you think make out of out of all the huge lists? What do you think is like the most prevalent thing that makes you feel like it should be different. Um, I don't know. What do you mean by that? Well, the, the reason we're bringing this up. I think, like, I don't know. Like I said, had I worked on the first season, I would have felt good. You know what it is? A lot of people left that worked that first season. Yeah. And so, you know, they didn't get to go, which, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, they weren't invited. They couldn't go. And that also feels weird. Like, again, I'm taking a prize from somebody else who like went through whatever yeah to make sure that these shoots and everything was working um so really the only thing was to either one get over myself go two shut the hell up not go or you know i can't go back in time i didn't work that first season so well, do, you still, do you still get to put this accolade under your belt i mean i wouldn't I guess it's more important that you. Know, I was gonna say, it sounds like money in the bank to me. <laughs> well, no, it's more like yeah, I worked on this nominated show. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But it was so crazy because there were people there who worked like Top Chef or Love on the Spectrum or you know these shows that are really shows that yeah. have been making impacts who that are well known in pop culture who I met that were just like doubting themselves. They didn't feel like they should have been there. They felt they weren't as adequate because they didn't get a statue. Like maybe yeah. everybody else on the team, like all the execs got it. But, you know, uh, I met the AP, the associate producer for Love on the Spectrum US. And she was a little hard on herself because she felt like I did, you know, she worked hard and she didn't get a statue. Her, her boss did not like yeah. it at all and but her boss bit her up and said who cares who cares that you didn't get a statue like everybody recognizes the hard work that you did everybody knows that you know without what you did it would have been hard for like the continuance of whatever was happening for the show to make it it's a team effort it yeah. just so happens that executives are the ones who get all the perks <laughs> yeah right i mean i i like I, i've always liked that you that you go for the the big shot still, you know, like you'll you, you'll put all, all your work into like a two week project because you know that you have what it takes and that you can go to no sleep. Like a couple weeks ago, you did that that project with the uh, sports brand. I don't know where to say the name. Yeah, that and, and like I don't know. I I don't think anybody could have just done all put in all the hours that out of just the drop of a hat like you did. You did really I, well with that. And I, I like that you do that because it, it every time that you do, you get less and less with this whole imposter syndrome thing. <laughs> I mean, that, and it's funny that you mentioned people there that maybe feel like they go through the same thing because a lot of people do. I mean, I'm yeah. not there too. I um, there was a time where I was being put in charge of an entire division of a solar office, and I was like, "Man, I was trying to get out of this business." <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
I no nobody is I mean even the most confident of people yeah I imagine at some point still feel like this internal struggle like don't get me wrong just because I felt like that about going to the Emmys doesn't mean that when it comes to my career I don't feel like I can do like I'm less than I always feel like well, what the fuck? I could do this. Like, yeah. I, it's not a big, like, whatever. I could do this. I've done it before or whatever. But it's more of like, I wanted so bad to go to the Emmys. Yeah. I got this opportunity to go, but it was. <laughs> I mean, there's some pretty, there's some pretty extreme <laughs> cases of it. So you're pr- definitely like in the shallow end of the pool. Well, what would, what's well, like, so like, I'll an example, or- like my, the Maya Angelou, okay. she said once, I have written 11 books, but each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. Apparently she's gone through like, like public, like people have like published her saying, talking about how she's gone through imposter syndrome. Yeah. Other big names too. I'll name a couple since we got a little bit of time. You know, uh, everybody's favorite TV dad, Tom Hanks. Yes. I believe that too, because when I read that, I was thinking about it more too. Like, um, you know, now that I think about it, I don't want to say he's a terrible actor, but is he really a lot better than other actors out there? He's not even the best Tom out there. Tom Holland makes me cry every time. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> Michelle Obama, she, she goes through imposter syndrome. I mean, but it's also like, well, is it just a term that we throw around for not being confident? Or is this is this like a debilitating thing that people go through that's like it almost hinders their career? It does actually because there's um that it I, I don't think imposter syndrome itself is something since we're not doctors we can't and we've never been clinically tested for it I don't know if we can say what is or isn't for it but I did read an article where they did talk about how people who um who go through this internally. They actually mess up their whole career. There's these things in in office culture. It's called organizational citizenship behavior. And it's, yeah. just, it's just a fancy term for things that you do to go the extra mile at work. Like when everybody's staying late just to get a couple papers put in. Yeah. Or like if you work in the office, but there's a spill, it's not exactly your job to clean it, but you know, yeah. you know I got off, I cleaned it, you know? Right. Stuff like yeah. that. Little things that help the day go through. And what they were saying in this article was that folks who are going through some type of internal imposter syndrome on their own, whatever level that, it affects them in the way that they're working harder on their own projects to where they don't put any uh, effort in these other projects that everybody else oh together. And yeah. in turn, you, it, it's that, but in turn, the pre, the people on the other side are looking at you like, what's wrong with him? Why doesn't he want to come and say happy birthday with everyone? Oh, uh, he's always working. Uh, yeah. But the person who's always working is thinking like, man, I, I got to keep working or else like they're going to think that I'm not as good as I as I really am. But really, you're just not participating in the rest of the world. I mean look at the people who participate too much in the rest of the world. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that don't do any fucking work. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah. 
I mean, when they, when they talk about this, they say that there's these uh, six characteristics, right? And if you can, if you can be attributed to at least two of these characteristics, then you may be going through imposter syndrome. All right. What are the six? Let's okay. See. Okay. The first one is the imposter cycle. The imposter cycle is basically when you think yourself, you're an imposter at work and therefore you start doing actual things that make you look like an imposter. And in turn, it makes you feel more like an imposter and it just keeps going around and around. So basically yeah. it's like, I like, oh, I don't like, like the whole thing at work that I said, you know, like you just keep doing things to make yourself look bad, but it doesn't make you look bad, but you make yourself feel bad. So you keep doing those things. No, definitely not. I mean, that right. took me a long time, but definitely. Okay. I'm not number one. So let's this, the second one, the need to be special or the best. Define special. <laughs> best. I think the key word is the need. I'm not gonna lie. I think that's me, definitely. I need to feel special. That's why I make such a big deal about when they buy his lunch and his pizza. And I'm like, I'm a fucking adult. I can buy my own pizza. Lock <laughs> my own pizza. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, yeah, I fucking love pizza. Um, I will say, I might. I might have something like that. I think I give off this like weird vibe that maybe, you know, I'm a freelancer, so I'm constantly going all the time. Yeah. I have a I think that, no, there's a difference between doing your job and expecting a lot for yourself versus being the need to be seen as special okay. or best. Yeah, I think that's what they're going mean for. at all. I like to just be a name. I like. To I know. I definitely need to be seen as special or the best. All right. What's the? All right. The next one is having Superman slash Superwoman characteristics. No. Now I had to think Do you about know what that means. I'm just gonna tell you no. I, <laughs> I am always talking about being in the sun. I think also it might have to do with like, like doing good not for the sake of good but just to be seen doing good oh yeah like you're yeah that is hella yeah it's fake like, well yeah. i filed all my paperwork yeah <laughs> you know? yeah no i don't have that okay okay i hate people like that are you like that secretly have you no i'm not like that <laughs> okay the next one is i think we all get this the fear of failure yeah, but I think it's pretty common. I can't believe that's like... That's something we all just have to get over. Yeah. Right? Okay. Denial of ability or discounting of praises. You do that. <laughs> yes. And so many people that I met yesterday were doing that as well. That, Like I said, like the the, the lady who works on Love on the Spectrum, like yeah. her like you are beautiful like hyping her up and at some point i was like girl fuck these haters <laughs> yeah right? i mean i i see that in in people a lot of times where you'll you'll give them a compliment and they'll be like no it's, it's no like, yeah just, I, like i have told compliment. a person like just take the compliment yeah just take the compliment well i like to be like thank you is that what the words you were looking for 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then we can just move on. And the last right. one is the feeling of guilt about success. No. No? No. Uh, no. So if you feel two or more of the, those characteristics characterize you, you may be going through imposter syndrome. I think I got three. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a different topic for another show. I'm going to go ahead and post this list. And you guys, if you think you're going through imposter syndrome, you might want to take Manny's list, <laughs> Manny's test. <laughs> Manny's test. No, I think I feel really good. I, I think, you know, the other thing was like, I haven't really made a lot of friends. Like everybody's been here for a long time. So they have their own crew. And I was like, I yeah. myself, and I missed you so much. I was like, ah, everybody's so lame. But once I was at the party, once I was there, once I was able to just like let go and just like, obviously in a responsible way, because I yeah. am among my peers um, and just like make it fun it was fun and yeah. like there was a couple of people who were like oh my god i wish i would have just stuck with you most of the night because i was like yeah i was talking to this person but this yeah. person <laughs> well see i mean i think that's i think anybody and anyone who's listening and obviously if we can ever help somebody going through something i think it's it, the episode is worth it and that's the that's what it is like yeah. in perspective you know you went to the show and saw all these people talk about how they felt the same yeah. and look at them they're at an award show like you know like all these people cannot feel like failures because they yeah. all nominated for success yeah but isn't and, it but isn't it wild like they were actually like people were actually nominated i didn't like i wasn't gonna be on stage and they fucking called yeah. her like we were barely in the audience yeah. so and, and, you know, when I was reading the that list of characteristics, it also, like, I, I it was funny to read it because it was, like, I'm sure putting, the, it, it's what I'm saying, putting it into perspective, you know, even saying, like, well, if I'm not all, any of these, then I'm obviously good. You know, if you deserve something, take it. Go for it. Yeah. Don't white, discount it. God white, provides. Yeah, white men have been doing it for centuries. Yes. God, like, like, honestly that's helped me that's really what helped me get through it was more like there there are people who don't do shit mm -hmm. who like soak up every opportunity of every perk and yeah. why am i fighting it like what yeah. i don't get a special medal for fighting it i mean the opposite end of the spectrum of imposter syndrome would be the whole old the old phrase the rich get richer you know yeah. people who people who just take the opportunities that are there like they're there yeah. just take them where we yeah. should all you should never feel bad about taking an opportunity that's there for you um i forgot to say this i did meet the guys who created um south side on hbo max and it, that was like one of my high. Yeah, they're pretty cool people to meet. Here's like, well, I only met one of the guys, but he was like so cool. And I was just like, I'm such a fan of the show. Like, I heard you guys on your Breakfast Club interview. He goes, Oh my God, that was like you. He had like a whole ass conversation with me. And it was like so dope. Even though he said Deep Dish Pizza was the best and he got booed on stage, I still felt. <laughs> yeah, he said that on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, too. Yeah. Oh my god, he was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yeah, yeah, it was a really oh funny god. episode. Oh my god, but they both were. They totally answered for each other. That up. 
Oh yeah. my god, okay. Yeah, he probably would have respected you. Oh my god, why didn't you tell me? I should have been there. I would have been you like, no, no, I heard you wait, wait, go tell me interview. If you would have been there, you and me would have been power couple, okay? We would have been divide and conquer, we would have been together, we would have known, we would have helped each other out. So hurry up and write your script so we could be there. <laughs> well, guys, I think this is uh, more than 15 minutes. More than 15 minutes. Um, if you guys want to catch up with us, you can catch us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Am I missing anything? Uh... I think that's it. Uh, you could follow, just look at the ticker. You can follow us on all those things at Bubble Bath Stories. You can also find all of the craziness that happened at the Emmys in our highlights. And if you want to know what I'm up to, you can find me on IG at Nikki Trends. You can find me at Got No Time for This on IG. And don't worry about it. Oh, my watch is going off. And until next time, you silly, silly fools. Bye. Bye.